Hey you, Nina here. You are officially listening to Triggered Can We Play With That wherever you get your podcasts. Now, if you don't know this already, of course, we're on YouTube. I'm also on Instagram at Drama Therapist Nina, but I consider myself an ambassador of the Empowered Human Movement. So if you are not familiar with the Empowered Human Lifestyle and Choices, you're about to get real familiar with it because in this episode, that is what we do. We are going to be talking about victimization versus victim mentality. Okay. So if that is a space where you like, Ooh, I want to explore that. I had a question from an audience member, right? A listener that I am actually going to expand on in this episode. So we are going to be exploring how to empower yourself through this, right? The difference between this and the facets of this, it of course won't be every facet. So if you are interested in exploring this and you were like, yes, I want to hear more about how to empower myself, that is another reason to tune in and grab a journal or a really good friend to dialogue with about what comes up for you in this episode, right? I am really big on that growth-oriented part and facet of humanity and this episode will really be no different. So we're going to start with the story. We're going to offer a little psychoeducation, and you are also going to get an official invite at the beginning and end of the episode for our free Empowered Human Live coming up this upcoming Wednesday, March 29th, okay? So before I say anything else, anything else, you know that I am curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina L. Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Little tidbit before this episode starts. There is going to be a Maya Angelou quote that I cannot recall in the middle of the episode. The correct quote is, the price is high, the reward is great. That's all I'm going to leave you with a little teaser before we go into this. Okay. See you in there. Let's take a breath. Hmm. Okay. So when I first got this question, it was on Wisdom, which is an app where you can actually listen to people who are podcasters and and other people, right? Who have ideas that they want to share. They've got wisdom and they're thought leaders and there's all these pieces that they want to share with the world. And so I got a question from a listener about, you know, can we be more compassionate when it comes to victim mentality? And while I answered it there in just 60 seconds, I want to expand on it here because one of the things that is really important that I want us to consider is the difference between victimization and victim mentality. Now, when we talk about victimization, this is a natural thing, right? A natural state of being that occurs when someone is victimized, okay? They might feel like a victim for a moment, for a few minutes, hours, days, right? But it should be a temporary state of being 
in response to an actual event that has occurred in this person's life. Yes, this is the state of victimization, okay? This state pops up to protect us. It says, oh my gosh, something terrible happened. We weren't expecting it. And you know what? We need to protect ourselves. And so it will generally make that person feel smaller, feel like they need to isolate, right? Which of course, if we're busy isolating, we can't be busy being harmed again, right? That is at least the idea that victimization is going to send to us, whether that's real or not. So victimization is a state of being that we hope is temporary and it's a natural response. Yes, that's what you want to get down in your journals. It is different than a victim mentality. Victim mentality suggests that one state of being, which was a natural response of victimization, is no longer just existing in response to that moment. It has taken over and it has essentially hijacked multiple arenas of our existence. So maybe where, let's say if I were actually carjacked, somebody stole my car, right? I might feel like a victim while I stand there on the sidewalk until the cops come and then we talk it out. And then maybe, maybe it lasts a bit longer and I stay in my home for the next few days. And I don't go out that weekend because I'm still feeling like a victim. I'm still feeling like I have to protect myself. Right. But eventually it would again, go away with victim mentality. It's different when it starts to creep into other areas of your life. It looks like this. Not only do I feel it on the street, and when the cops come and at the house where I'm isolating, but then I decide, you know what? I can never drive and other people shouldn't drive. And do you know how dangerous it is to go into that part of town? And then I start not only talking about this in my home, but also with uh, family members or with friends. And then maybe I start telling strangers these things. And do we see how what started as something that was momentary in order to protect us actually expands and becomes an overprotective being, right? That is a part of us and radically can shift how we're showing up. This is where we talk about victim mentality has set in. It's no longer in response to one original event. It's actually believes that it is a narrative that should exist. And in fact, it thinks it should exist in multiple arenas in your life. That is how, for the sake of this episode, we are going to describe the differences between victimization and victim mentality. Feel free to get out your journal at any point in time, folks. Okay. <laughs> so now that we've discussed that little bit of, of uh, expansion there on that idea, I'm going to tell you a story. It is a true story. And here we go. It is my story. So content warning as we move forward, because of course this is triggered. Can we play with that? Um, we are going to be talking about assault, but we're not going to be talking about details of the assault. We're just going to be referencing it. So there's that heads up now. If you need to pause or switch episodes, now's a great time. Okay, let's do this thing. Take another breath in. Are you ready? Okay. So true story. Um, once upon a time, uh, when I was a therapist, as I still am, I had the man who raped me in college and undergrad, okay? reach out to me. This is many, many years later, over 10 years later, just so we're clear folks, reach out to me as a therapist. They reached out as a potential client and they said that they wanted to work on their marriage and that they really felt comfortable with me being the therapist. And as I read this, 
They used my online consultation form. And I realized who was sending this in. They used a, a different name than I had known them by, typically. I had to tell my assistant, as I looked at this, I said, no more correspondence with this. We will not be able to take this client. Now, my assistant does not know why at this point. But now I am at a crossroad because, of course, we're talking about triggers. This is this podcast. I am at a crossroad because I can lose my SHIT on this, or I can be really, really logical about this, or I can come at this in an empowered way where I am using both logic and emotion to respond to the moment, not react to something that is bigger and older than the moment. Okay. Write that down in your journals. If you are not familiar with the difference between responding to the present moment and reacting to something that is bigger and older than the moment. Okay. I'm going to continue with the story. I'm sitting there at this crossroad and I really have to think, how do I want to respond to this? I check in with myself. I take a moment. I don't feel a sense of urgency. I don't want to rush this. I do want to respond professionally because this is my business. At the same time that I also have to recognize either this person is so, so unwell that they have reached out to me in this way to put me in this position, or this person genuinely believes that what they did was not wrong, or at least they're telling themselves that. Now, here's the thing. It don't freaking matter. It does not matter what their intent is. The impact is what I want to deal with here. The impact as well as, and I know I just said, right, it doesn't matter what the intent is. It's the impact that I want us to focus on as well as the intent, okay? So regardless of what the intent was here and regardless of what the impact is, I want us to think about both, but I want us to keep moving. I have to sit here and think, how am I going to respond to this? So here is what I do. I look at this and I uh, give the message to my assistant and I write it out and I say, this is what you are going to send this client because we will not be able to work with them. And essentially what I say uh, in it and what my client and, or excuse me, assistant ended up sending was something akin to, um, you know, we have recently discovered that you are not an appropriate fit for our services. And we recommend that you utilize Google or Psychology Today or another psychological referral service in order to find a couples counselor that will be appropriate for, for um, what you are requesting. And that was that. My assistant sent that email and I did not hear back from that individual. Not about that. Mind you, context, I have heard from this individual every year of my life in some way, shape, or form. When it was first out after it happened, they used to leave a voicemail, a text message every year without fail. Then it was comments on my Instagram, uh, messages through there, likes, different things of this nature every year for over 10 years. And I did not respond to any of it. So. Why are we exploring this narrative? I'm about to blow this open for you, okay? We are talking about victim mentality and victimization. It is true when we think about this story. I was victimized at the moment of the assault. Yes. 
I lasted right in that state of being for as long as was needed for me to protect myself, right? And I did not have a victim mentality about it. I I was lucky in saying I did do some work, personal work. I did sit with myself and it did not need to become a victim mentality for me. It did not eke out into other spaces. But the lesson that I want us to explore and offer, because of course, you know, everything I, I share with you is an offering on the table. If it doesn't work for you, cast it off, throw it out. If it does work for you, by all means, run with it. And if you're like, some of it works and some of it doesn't, then allow yourself to take it and shift it and make it yours. Okay. Whatever you do, I want you to make it yours because here's what I'm offering. This story, when my abuser reached out, right? When your abuser reaches out, when something throws you a curveball to put you in the space of victimhood, victimization, victim attack, anything around this, right? We can engage with this in a powered way, or we can engage with this in an empowered way. Get your journals out because here's the next step of the learning curve here. When we engage with this in a powered way, what this says is my story doesn't feel like my story. And so I want to shut you down. I want to cut you out. I want to not have to deal with you. I want you to not exist because when you step into my life, abuser in this case, in the story, you remind me that my story does not feel like my story. And I don't want you to exist because I don't like that feeling. That is a powered way of engaging. And folks, I'm not here to tell you that that's wrong, but that is a powered way of engaging. It is allowing us, right, our emotions to run the situation. And it does not empower us to own our story. And so when we think about flipping the script on this and saying, well, you know what? If I could empower this, what would this even look like? In an empowered mindset, I have and continue to do the healing work to show up for myself because I know when that person, the abuser in this case, shows up in my life, I don't want to be emotionally hijacked because of their existence. They don't deserve that kind of power over me. When this person reaches out, if I'm coming from an empowered mindset, I don't want to waste energy on that person. I want to expend that and invest that energy. What I do want is to know that my story is my story and their presence showing up does not make a difference to me in owning my story. It is not theirs anymore. It is mine. It is my story and I deserve to have it as my story. So there is no judgment if you are coming at it from a powered way or an empowered way. But what I want you to realize is that there is an option for something different, for you to not be as emotionally hijacked or even emotionally hijacked if we're willing to do this work to show up for ourselves in an empowered way. And it's not easy. <laughs> but when I think about, oh my goodness, I hope that I can remember this quote effectively because it just popped in. When I think about what it takes to really own yourself and be true to yourself, I think about the quote by Maya Angelou. And the reality of what she shares Again, I hope that I get this right and don't butcher it. Give me some grace, y'all, because I did not plan for this quote. But here we go. She was asked, did anybody own her? And she said, yes. You know, I belong, excuse me, do you belong to anyone? And she said, yes, I belong more and more to myself. The risk is high. 
and the reward is great, right? I belong everywhere and I belong nowhere. The risk of owning your truth, of really belonging to yourself is high, but the reward is great. And when I think about what it takes to really move into an empowered space, if you feel like a victim or if you have victimized, we're going to talk about that in a second too. Yes, the risk may be high. You have to release some things, but man, is the reward freaking great to own your story. Okay. We're nearing the end of the episode, folks. You know that I also love to give you an adventure challenge for your upcoming week. You know I'm growth-oriented. Here we go. Your adventure challenge for the upcoming week. I'm going to put two different roles out here, okay? If you feel that you have been victimized, if you feel that there was a part of you that identifies as a victim, I want to invite you to challenge yourself this upcoming week to ask yourself, are you working on empowering yourself to own your story? Would that be worth it to you if you owned your story instead of somebody else owning your story for you? That is my adventure challenge for you for the upcoming weekend. If y'all, I'm going to throw something out here. If I have people listening, and I know I have people listening who have a part that identifies as a victimizer, you have harmed or hurt someone, whether intentionally or not, and you have a part of you that identifies as a victimizer, I have an adventure challenge for you this upcoming week too. I want to know and invite you to consider and to get curious and playful with, are you working on empowering yourself to own your story so you can stop casting it on other people? Are you working on empowering yourself to own your story so you stop feeling the need to cast it on other people without their consent? That is what I am leaving you all with today. I recognize that, of course, we don't get through all the facets, right? I really just want to invite you to consider things with a new perspective and in a new space. And if you are called, if this episode spoke to you and you are called to learn about the difference between powered and empowered, we are officially bringing back, I am really, really happy to say, we're bringing back the Empowered Human Lives. It is a free group session once a month. It will be happening the last Wednesday of the month. That's March 29th in this case. 1 to 2 p.m. CST. In the show notes, you will get access to that link. And of course, if you can't make it, there will be a replay this go around. We may be moving to Instagram live with it. We'll see what happens. But at this point, it will be on Zoom. It will be online. I really want to invite more people to consider owning their own story, to consider what it would be like if we cast off Empowered moments, and we really invited more empowered moments. And if we really had more people who said, you know what, I identify as an ambassador of the empowered human movement. And let me tell you why, right? I, I would love that. I would love to be surrounded by more people who want to have that conversation. So that is what I have to offer you as a value add to this episode. And that will be in the show notes. Otherwise, one more time now, say it with me that is what we planned for today, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much for being willing to explore your triggers as a human being. And of course, if this was helpful for you and you would like to support Triggered Women, can we play with that? By all means, share this episode. It is one of the best things you can do. 
share the episode so that other people can get the dialogue going. If you thought this was a five-star episode, fantastic. We love you. Please give us a five-star review, but really explicitly say which episode it was that helped shift you. Because of course, that also speaks directly to somebody out there. They know exactly which episode they want to go to, right? Thank you all so much for courageously showing up, for being willing to do the healing work so that we can all move toward this empowered human life. Stay curious. Thank you.